When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. The grandfathers of Chase, mm-hmm. J.P. Morgan, Deutsch, Fifth Third, those grandfathers formed a corporation called the Federal Reserve. Most people think it is a federal entity. It is not. It is a private corporation. Federal Reserve Bank is no more federal than Federal Express that drops your packages off <laughs> at your door. That being said, those grandfathers got in with our president in 1933, and the president made an executive order that no one could hold gold any longer. So they had three weeks in the United States to turn all of their gold into the Federal Reserve Bank, and that gold was stored in Fort Knox. Well, that gold disappeared. For those of you who have been misinformed that our dollar is backed by gold, it is no longer backed by gold and has not been for the last 50 years. 50 years, 50 years, 50 years, 50 years, 50 years, 50 years. Welcome to Wild Black, a seriously opinionated podcast bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all-black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Welcome back, welcome back. Man, there are some days and some episodes that I get so damn excited (laughs) about. The ones we'll be singing. <laughs> no, nah, ain't, 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 ain't gonna be no singing. But there might be some. There might be some money. It might be some some cha-ching. It might be some cha-ching. Wild Black Family. Today we are talking about cryptocurrency, right? And I, I know this is a word that so many of you all have heard. We've heard from you all that there are questions about it, and today we have an expert who is going to go deep. Who's going to provide some education, some information, and some inspiration. And you are going to be made better by it. So I want to introduce today's guest quickly, tell you a little bit about her, and then get into the show. Ms. Naja Roberts is our guest today. Naja is the founder and CEO of Crypto Blockchain Plug. That's one of three brick-and-mortar cryptocurrencies exchanges in the USA. She's also a highly gifted motivational speaker, mentor, teacher, philanthropist, and author, as well as a proven leader in relationship marketing. It's her personal goal through her organization to change the world, crypto by crypto, block by block, city by city, state by state, and country by country. She wants to see mass adoption in this space and realizes the only path to that is education. And that ties in so damn well with what we do here. Mm. So with that, Naja, welcome to Wild Black. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate both of you having me here today. Absolutely. Listen, I gave them a little bit of a bio about you, but I love it. You took just two minutes and told them a little bit more about who you are, what makes you tick, why you do what you do, anything you want to share with them, and then we'll jump into this thing. You know what? I grew up black. <laughs> Say I that. Up in, I grew up in the neighborhood, and I um, <laughs> have always had a passion for 
uh, trying to see that my community does better financially because I was one of those children that was actually bused about 40 miles from my home. And I just always was inquisitive as to why other families who had the same exact jobs as my parents were doing so much better. Mm. And it's been since kindergarten, I've just always wondered why that is and really tried to dissect those things. And as I grew older, started to really position myself to make sure that, um, you know, that I had the answers for myself and for my children. And now really just trying to parlay that into what I can do to affect change in my community. Mm, I hear that. That desire you had to get that education and to change your personal narrative and, and the narrative of those around you, we are going to benefit from that today. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'll start with that. Thank you. Yes. Well, thank you. So we're, we're, going, we're going to get this thing started. All right, brother, you want to take it? Let's get it. We're going to jump into our wild black shit. So as you all know, three questions. One is our signature question. It's the last question. But the first couple is to get you warmed up. You ready to go? Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> I can't stop smiling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. All right. You get to hang out with one of the following crews for a full evening of fun and then also take part in these iconic scenes from the entertainment history of the groups that we, that we choose. So I'm going to give you four options. The first option is the crew from House Party. House Party 1, we got to be specific. Oh, the first one. You remember the first one? Yes, I okay, do. Okay, 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 okay. I guarantee right now she already see the scene in her mm-hmm. head. Yep, everybody, I think everybody see this scene. Everybody see this scene. Ultimately, it's at the, at the infamous House Party. You know it. At the end of the movie. Okay. That's the first crew you get to kick it with. The second crew you get to kick it with, this is at the cookout. With Ricky, Doughboy, Trey, Mr. Furious Styles, and Boys in the Hood. Okay. Here go the third one. Ryan, Sasha, Lisa, and Dina in the French quarters during Girls Trip. And I bet you can imagine. I, it's one scene popping It's got to be the scene where they, where they, where they <laughs> zip line the cross off. That's it. That's like <laughs> the boom. only one. Oh, my God. <laughs> and here go the fourth one. Lance, Jordan, Harper, Quentin, and Julian during the wedding scene at the end of The Best Man. Which crew you hanging out with? I'm going with the girls' trip. I knew it. 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 Yes, I am. See, that's what I'm talking about. Now, I want to know, are you sliding across the line before or after <laughs> Tiffany Haddish? Like, <laughs> I, I thought we were talking about wild black, and black folks don't do that. <laughs> At all. Tell them again. Look, you're you going to be watching. Well, this was for entertainment yeah, purposes watching. only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, brother. That's a good one. Uh. Second question. Since our first question came from films, let's move over to music. Who mm. you got? You, you get to pick between the two. Jodeci or Drew Hill? Oh, that's Ooh. a tough one for me. Mm-hmm. We we picking sides now, baby. We picking sides. This is the, the real verses. Jodeci. Jodeci. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you so far. That's that's me too, Jodeci, all day long. All right. Mint condition and jagged edge. Uh jagged edge. Okay. That's a tough one. Okay. Ooh. Okay, that's kind of giving me your vibe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, some of our, our our fans need to get married, so we, we help them. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I saw. She was the boot crew. Jodeci was wearing boots and stomping. Mm-hmm. Jagged Edge had their boots on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marvin Gaye or Donnie Hathaway? Ooh. Oh, Marvin. Easy. That's his That's easy work. <laughs> easy work. <laughs> easy work. Yes. I thought that would be harder. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, New Edition versus BBD and Bobby Brown <laughs> and Ralph Tresvant and Bobby. <laughs> Bobby's the man. I had to put me, him in there twice. Y'all you did. Want me to sing. Break it down. Go ahead. Telephone man. Oh, yep. There's something wrong with my. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you know I gotta go with that one. 
<laughs> yes. When I call my baby's number. <laughs> see, I knew. See, I told y'all it was gonna be some singing. I, mean, I knew it. You did I knew say it. it. Had to be. I actually, I actually came on singing today. So, but <laughs> but my voice is so raspy because I've been talking for so long. But this is awesome. But I appreciate. It. <laughs> yes. Okay. He, he go real good with here. Maxwell versus D'Angelo. Oh. Mm. Oh. I'm gonna have to say Maxwell though. Ooh, Ooh that's a tough one. That's a uh, yeah. Mm, that's yeah, a he, close. He's, he's got some stuff that this woman's you know, work boy. It just takes me back. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Now, D'Angelo, whew, that's a, that's he got some he got some bangers too. Hey, yes, he does. Shit, damn motherfucker, boy. What you saying? <laughs> hey, what you saying? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're gonna have to have you sing a sing a track. This is this is the best podcast <laughs> <laughs> I have ever been on. We, and we ain't talked about nothing yet. <laughs> we have some fun here. <laughs> yes. All right. Third question. This is our signature question. We ask every single one of our guests this question. And our All right, our, I'm ready. <laughs> our folks love to hear the responses. What do you love most about life? Wild Black. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life Wild Black. Mm-hmm. You know, as funny as it sounds, I love to see other people trying to be us and mm. hate us at the same time. Mm, say that simultaneously. I love to see it. Because they can't make it happen. They can't do it. They can't, can't do, it. do it. That's true. Love the content we produce, yet oh, despise man. the bodies that produce it. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, and then I try love to mimic to see it. Them try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love yes. it. I love it. I love yes. it. All right. We're going to move into the next section. This is the dope quote. Our listeners know this is something from history, entertainment, religion, politics, theology. Doesn't matter. It's coming from the mouth of someone black and has impact and relates to the topic that we're talking today. I'll read it. And after I read it, I'd love to get your thoughts on the quote. Today's quote is from Miss Melody Hobson. It says, if you understand how money can work for and against you, you can make better decisions. Financial literacy is not about wealth, but about understanding money regardless of the amount. It's about how you treat it and how you maximize your opportunities. When you hear that, What's the first thing you think? That she is right on point. Ain't she? Because we definitely need to make sure that we're understanding how money works and allow that money to work for us instead of us chasing it and working for it. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. 100%. Yep. Yes. 100%. And people, you know, it's funny. I, 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 like, I like how that's crafted, right? When, when people say make money work for you, Mm-hmm. Most people don't really understand what that means. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't. Because <laughs> money can work while you sleep. Why, right. <laughs> while yeah, you literally. eat. While you breathe. While you on the beach, chilling, playing with your kids. Yeah. Money doesn't take breaks. Yes, it can. At all. At all. It don't need to take a break. Right. I, I can't, can't wait to, get to make this. more money. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. All right, Naja, you are... An expert in this space. And, and I want to start this core part of the interview by, by digging into your background just a little bit. You, you talked about the origination and, and how you came to this mindset of, of money and betterment, right? So let, let's talk a little bit about where you come from and how you found yourself intermingling with cryptocurrency in the first place. Tell us a little bit about your history there. So to be quite honest, actually, this Sunday that just passed marked my 25th anniversary of being an entrepreneur. Right. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I was working for the state of California and getting paid once a month. I found myself pregnant with my second child and broke. Right. Uh, At a baby shower at the Department of Motor Vehicles, I just decided I'm not going to tell anybody I'm never coming back. I'm going to get these presents and I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) bounce. That's so real. She said, God bless you. Good night. (laughs) Yes. I can be broke at home with my two children. 
And so um, I ventured out to really seek out, um, you know, entrepreneurship. And it hasn't been an easy road. But what I do know is that there are so many opportunities. And if we open up our mind and we become persistent and insistent, just insist that we can do whatever we want to do. We can really put our minds to it and make it happen. And so I started really, again, just trying to follow the money to figure out how, where, what, just how things ticked. And um, when I got remarried for the <clears throat> third time. Um, <laughs> third time, third time. Third time is a charm. Third time, right? a charm. <laughs> third time is a charm. Uh, my husband and I got into financial services probably about 13 years ago because we got tired of uh, seeing the car washes to help bury people and just really thought mm. that if we got into financial services, we could really do something to help our community uh, get out of the, I don't know, the the slump that we were in, yeah. our in, are in. Yeah. And uh, the more we started to dig into the actual financial services product, right. we started to realize that they were never designed with us in mind hmm. to win. Say that. They were only designed to keep us just above water so yep. that mm-hmm. we can continue to uh, depend on them. And then once we passed away, our families would still have to fall for those same things because, you know, it wasn't really set up for us to win. And so uh, I was really just asking the most high, what can I do? Because being a financial advisor, you know, looking in the face of families and telling them that they wouldn't be able to retire till 79, sometimes 85 based on how they were saving and what funds they were set up with. And it just became, it just became, it, it really became, it angered me, quite frankly. And uh, I have been introduced to cryptocurrency. And again, the third time is a charm. Um, and the third time it came around, I was ready um, to really hear and I think receive and open my mind and eyes and ears to the possibility that there could be something else. And um, I just decided decided not to go back to traditional financial services, move from the old money to what I call the new money. And once I got into this space, I realized that there was nobody that looked like me. I would be at conventions with 4,000 people and it would be me, my husband, and the security guard. Mm. Um, and so we just really had to take a step back and say, education has got to be it. And we just jumped in, uh, renovated our office, um, decided that if we were going to educate our folks, you know, we're we're some of the people on earth that have to see people doing good in order to listen to them. Right. And so, um, you know, we decided to renovate this place, make it look like Beverly Hills right inside the hood. Mm so that people can come in and feel like they have ownership and that they were worthy of understanding money and making money work and getting themselves out of the financial binds that they were in. And so that's how this thing all started. Mm. I love it. As you were talking about like the system, what, what comes to mind to me is that it often feels that we, we're inspired to go get more. We, we aspire to be better, but we're limited to just less than enough, right? And it mm-hmm. keeps us vested in this system that mm-hmm. pays us in dollars and money, but generates wealth and freedom for those well-placed. And, right. and, and that, that thing about education, man, that is so key to me. <laughs> and, and when you say education, I want to be very, very specific, right? Education comes in many forms, and I'm not... I'm not. I'm definitely not knocking university education because I have an undergraduate and a master's. I think it's great, but there are aspects of education that we aren't getting from those institutions, so to speak. There's education that is harder to come by, but significantly more valuable. And and that leads me to this next thing, right? We're talking about cryptocurrency today, and I think mm-hmm. that when most people hear the word cryptocurrency, they begin thinking about money. And, and how can I build money so that I can live better, so to speak? But before we talk about money, what I think is really important is the idea of wealth, right? Because yes. money sustains you that day. Wealth sustains you in a completely different system 
over time. And, and I, I, want, I want you to jump in and really break down to our listeners what wealth is to you, to them, and how they should be thinking or looking at wealth or wealth building. You know what? Wealth to me is options. Mm-hmm. When you have money all the time, you still don't have options, right. a lot of options. But when you have wealth, it just affords you the opportunity to pretty much do whatever you want, when you want, and how you want to. Say that. And um, it's easier for someone with a lot of money to get more money given to them than it is for somebody with a little money to get just a little bit of money. And so you see that when you start to really dibble and dabble in those spaces where people have I mean, boatloads of money and they're just so wealthy, they don't even know what to do. Well, first thing I realized in the wealthy space is wealthy people don't care how they dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of them don't care how they look for that, you know, and, and I know there's a few that do. Right. But I've been in the room with multi, multi-millionaires who have holes in the bottom of their shoes, mm-hmm. <laughs> holes in their pants, look like they disheveled, just got out of bed. And that was one of the things, um, that was one of the, the paradigm shifts that I had to make. Um, you know, coming from, of course, the neighborhood and growing up in the 80s like I did, we were all about stuff. How we dress mattered, how we looked mattered. Like I would be two minutes from school, 40 miles from home, and I forgot my rings and I would want to go back because that's how I identified myself. You know, that's that's what made me who I was. And and I realized as I as I grew and started to be around these individuals that had money, like that stuff is the last thing on their mind as far as their personal appearance, but they had the options if they wanted to, to go anywhere they wanted in the world. Yeah. First class, eat the best types of food, still looking disheveled. <laughs> yep. Uh, just all of those types of things. And it, it was a paradigm shift that I had to do that I didn't have to have on Jordans, that I didn't, you know, I didn't have to have all these things to be, to validate myself for a group of people that were probably going to talk about me anyway. And so I just really started uh, becoming more of a producer uh, as opposed to a consumer. And so that's one of the things that I try to push when I'm teaching these children. Yes, it is great to look good because looking good and dressing good, you know, sometimes you carry yourself a little bit better. But for the most part, we have really got to understand that the more we educate ourselves and be holders of this wealth as opposed to spending, we will give ourselves greater opportunity. And um, wealth is that that's one of the biggest words that you asked me, you know, what do I think? Opportunity, uh, yeah. options. Yeah. It, it affords you so many more things yeah. um, when you're wealthy. I like how you correlated the whole, <laughs> the look in Jordans, because that ties to so many things that we see that people mm-hmm. actually believe is a view of wealth or a, a, mm-hmm. a, a view of, hey, this person got a lot of money or they rich. And it absolutely is not a direct correlation in reality. Like a misguided understanding of absolutely. what wealth is. Yeah. yeah, like I got a crazy shoe collection, but I'm 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 <laughs> I can't even uh, brush my teeth. Right. 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 That I, I like the way you you tied that together because that's super important for people to understand it. It's it's not a look. I think so many yeah. times money comes with a manager and wealth comes with freedom, options, and a wild existence. I, yes. I, I want wealth. I want yes. wealth. All right. So yes. we, we've established the the idea of wealth. And, and listeners, hopefully you 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 got that, right? There is a significant difference in in money, even even high value salaries, and wealth building, right? Like Naja said, that wealth building comes with the option. And and those options are, are vast. It's the option of how do I want to spend my day today, right? The option of how long do I want this vacation to be? The option of how many assets do I want to bring into my portfolio today? And what type of return do I expect them to bring to me so that my wealth builds while I sleep? So since we're talking cryptocurrency today, I want to kind of take a step in that direction. Bitcoin. Bitcoin has been this word that I heard for the first time, I don't know, 
seven, eight years ago, I was sitting on the step of the Clevelander in Miami, and there was a Bitcoin conference going on inside the building. And I remember in, in those moments having a conversation with someone, they were like, listen, just put a little money into it. And at the time, my, the way I thought about money had not reached where it is today. My, my initial reaction was, man, I'm not putting any money in that. I don't even know what the hell that is. Right? <laughs> now, fast forward, I mean, Bitcoin may have been, I don't know, $1,500 at the time. And I think today it's around 30 A month ago, it was around 60 And, and, and there are these crazy fluctuations in it, right? And, and I know a lot of our listeners are familiar with the term Bitcoin. But before we talk about that, I, I want to talk about cryptocurrency as an ecosystem, cryptocurrency as a marketplace. Can you just take a few moments and break down really what cryptocurrency is in, in a way that we can very easily digest and understand? Right. So cryptocurrency, uh, there are over 9,000 cryptocurrencies out there. Just FYI, for those of you wow. that did not know that. Um, cryptocurrency in most cases, is digital money. There are so many different types of cryptocurrencies. We couldn't even get into the different things, but uh, you spoke about Bitcoin specifically. And so I kind of want to back up really quick so we can just bring people to where we are today. Absolutely. Uh, money is evolving, folks. Whether we like it or not, money changes. We started off in history bartering. We've moved to all sorts of things, sticks, rocks, stones. We... When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Even, you know, we've used gold for the last 5,000 years as a store of value. We moved to credit cards from credit cards. We moved to stuff like PayPal and Venmo. We are already in the digital space. However, the digital space that we're, we're working in right now when it comes to Apple Pay, Venmo, PayPal, it is still based on the fiat dollar, which is that um, dollar that you hold in your purse or your pocket. Uh, but the next step in the evolution of money is cryptocurrency, point blank, period. It is here. It is here to stay. There is nothing that we can do about it. And I share quite often that folks in the black community specifically are going to be hurt in three different categories. Those individuals that have never heard of it are going to be hurt because they're going to be left behind. Those individuals that get into this space as a get rich quick scheme, because this is not that space. And last but not least are those of us that feel like we have arrived and um, we don't need to get involved in this stuff because it's a scam or whatever they seem to think it is. Mm -hmm. They are going to be left behind. And so uh, cryptocurrency is all things. And I'm going to say it that way. It is all things. And I, when I say that, I want to make sure that I stop and say what you're going to hear me say is not that you need to be all in on cryptocurrency because that is not what I'm about. I'm about sharing with our community that we need to add this to our current portfolio. That's all we're saying. Any financial advisor that you've talked to has told you to diversify your portfolio. So you may have some stock, you may have a 401k, you may have an annuity, some money market stuff, whatever it is you're doing, all I'm suggesting is that you add cryptocurrency to your portfolio because as it is the new stage in the evolution of money, there will be some point that you will be able to pull out or do what you need to do with your cryptocurrency in an effort to supplement your savings. And so that's the point of view that I'm coming from. I want to say that. Uh, but cryptocurrency, Bitcoin specifically, uh, right now, uh, and I, I, I stopped when I said Bitcoin is everything because Bitcoin is everything because it's different things to different people. So right now, Bitcoin as a money, a digital online money is being used for that. But it's also being used as a store of value for hedge funds, for these new family offices, for these different Wall Street individuals that are starting to figure out that they can hold Bitcoin in their portfolio 
and hedge against inflation. So that's what is becoming a store of value. But it's also becoming, um, uh, it's, it's used for remittance. There's so many different things that are happening. Uh, and a lot of times when our folks get into uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, they want to know where they can go spend it. Again, we come from a long line of consumers. And we can talk about that and why we're in the position that we're in as consumers, because we weren't allowed to buy certain things in certain stores for so long. When we got the opportunity, we just went overboard. Right. And that, and so, uh, so a lot of times people come into cryptocurrency wondering where they can spend it or how they can spend it. You absolutely can. You can pay your taxes in Ohio. You can buy your airline tickets. You can go to Starbucks. You can do so much stuff with Bitcoin. Uh, but what we don't want you to do right now is be a consumer with your Bitcoin. But um, Bitcoin compared to gold, and I like to compare it to gold because of the attributes that gold has. Gold has been used as a store value for 5,000 years. Bitcoin has been around for 12. Gold has a market cap of $10 trillion. Bitcoin has a cap of $2 trillion. 5,000 years, 12 years. Money is moving. People are starting to put money into Bitcoin and hold it there. Bitcoin is portable, which means we can go anywhere in the world take that Bitcoin and we can't, well, not anywhere, because there's a couple of places that are fighting against the system. Um, But yeah, there's there's some places, so I can't say anywhere in the world, but I can say that you are able to take Bitcoin and go to any part of the world and still find somebody that's willing to trade it with you for goods and services or the local currency. There are cities that are converting to cryptocurrency cities. There's countries, as we just heard, El Salvador. Uh, But right here in the United States, I met over the last uh, three, four months with about seven mayors that are going to make cryptocurrency their legal, uh, they're going to turn their cities into cryptocurrency Mm. cities. So I'm excited about that. There's one thing you said that I want to make sure our our audience understands. Can you explain market cap quickly to the, the listeners? Yes. So that is the amount of money that's being held in something. Um, so there's $10 trillion right now that can be identified that's being held in in gold. And so with Bitcoin, there's a lot of different places that you can look, but there is a, right under $2 trillion with the T that's being held in Bitcoin that people are holding in their wallet. Gotcha. You mentioned one more term, too. You said fiat currency. Can you, yes. can you explain that a little bit more in detail? Yes. So to give us a little bit of history, gold was the store of value. Gold was what everybody in the United States was using as money back in 1933. Uh, but our president decided that because of some of the gentlemen who own the Federal Reserve, by the way, those are the grandfathers of Chase, mm-hmm. J.P. Morgan, Deutsche, if they're, those grandfathers formed a corporation called the Federal Reserve. Most people think it is a federal entity. It is not. It is a private corporation. Federal Reserve Bank is no more federal than Federal Express that drops your packages off <laughs> at your door. That being said, those grandfathers got in with our president in 1933, and the president made an executive order that no one could hold gold any longer. So they had three weeks in the United States to turn all of their gold into the Federal Reserve Bank and or its agents. And that gold was stored in Fort Knox. Well, that gold disappeared in about (laughs) 1970 or so. Nobody knows where that gold went. So for those of you who have been misinformed that our dollar is backed by gold, it is no longer backed by gold and has not been for the last 50 years because nobody knows where the gold is other than the Chase family or the <laughs> J.P. Morgan family. Oh, I'm going to get y'all in trouble on here. Or hey, the Fifth we, Third we, Bank we love some trouble. Um, but, but nobody knows where the gold went. And therefore... Our money that was issued to us is now considered fiat, fiat, F-I-A-T. And if you look that up in the dictionary, it says money, paper money, 
with no intrinsic value other than what the government says it is worth. Wow. And the government says that that dollar in your pocket is worth a dollar. But if you actually look it up, when I checked this morning, it was worth 90 cents. And it is depreciating as we are going through all the things we're going through post-COVID because of the fact that we've printed more money in this country out of thin air than we have in the last 20 years just because of COVID. And another couple of trillions of dollars is getting ready to get printed. And the more fiat we have out there, the less it's uh, worth. <laughs> the less it's worth. So yeah, that's what fiat is. So our dollar is not backed by gold, which again, most people still think it is. In fact, I had a, a mayor right here. And I won't even, I won't embarrass him, but <laughs> he, he was arguing with me that money was backed by gold. He might not even know what inflation is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Write that right. down and take so, it back to the polls with you. <laughs> right. yeah. So, so yeah, so that that's what it is. And so when we understand that, we have to know that other countries know that. And America has pushed its money on the entire world. But now that the, you know, the gig is up, uh, I think, really think the gig is up. They're trying to hold on by their chinny chin chin. And if they keep printing this money and I think oversaturating a bunch of different markets that are doing really well right now, real estate uh, being one of them here in the the state of California and stock market. Those of us have been in the stock market have done phenomenal over the last uh, several months, almost a year now. But why is that? Because people have had free money to do what they wanted to do, and they figured they didn't earn it, so they might as well invest it and try to double it, right? Yeah. So they looked at those things. And so once that dries up and there's no more free money and, and, you know, inflation starts to happen, but nobody's gotten raises on their jobs. Right. And something's going to happen. And so what we're just telling you again is to make sure that you're able to be diversified because maybe that 401k that you've been saving in, you know, prayerfully, it does what it needs to do for you for retirement. But the fact of the matter, and that's something for a whole nother show, but the 401k was never designed with you in mind to win at all. And I can break that down and show you how it was not. But you've got to have something just in case this doesn't do what it needs to do. Mm. And I think those of us that put a little bit of cryptocurrency in our portfolio are going to see how phenomenal it's going to be um, as we get a little bit older and as things begin to change, because they're changing. They're changing subtly, but they're changing. Inflation is happening and they've learned how to, um, they've learned how to disguise it a little bit more. And I always like to make the the illustration for for those who go shopping. The next time you go and buy orange juice, and you want to tell me that inflation is not happening, pick up that gallon of orange juice because it's not actually a gallon. It's about four or five ounces short of a gallon, but it's shaped the exact same way and it looks the exact same because it's the exact same price, but you're getting less product for the same money. Mm. And so that's how it's going to affect and really hurt our community because we we don't see the subtle changes, but they're happening. And when they sneak up and they hit our community, we're going to be hit the hardest because we have nothing else to fall back on. How do people prepare for that? How do they go? You just went through a a bunch of amazing information. (laughs) So how do do people listening go and get educated? How do they figure out the tactics that are being used? How do they figure out the defense mechanisms? How do they figure out how to be offensive acting when it comes to investing in crypto or, or money management as a whole? Well... That that's a, that's a whole lot too. Uh, <laughs> but I will say this: since we were on the show talking about cryptocurrency, I have to tell our community: while while being black, be very careful of investing in cryptocurrencies um, because they look good. A lot of times, they talk really well. They have fabulous websites, but ninety percent of them will not be around yeah. uh, in the next two to three years. They just will not. Um, So be very careful. And so what you do want to do, though, is educate yourself. I would say start with Bitcoin specifically. Start to learn why it's in place, 
how it's being used, how it is volatile, because it is that, mm-hmm. um, you know, how the price fluctuates. But if you're looking at this and understanding that you're doing this for long term and not short term. Now, some people do get in and trade and do all those things. And I'm not saying that it's not possible, but I'm saying for the regular everyday person, trading cryptocurrency is not your answer. So we need to be looking at something that we can do slow and steady. I know, I don't know how old you all are, but there was a story when I was growing up, it was called the tortoise and the hare. Mm -hmm. I remember it well. The tortoise would always win the race. And so I asked people to really look at Bitcoin specifically, like the tortoise and the hare. It does not look like you're winning right now, but in the end, you will do so much better buying and holding as you will flipping around and going to all these different coins. Because what winds up happening is you wind up paying taxes mm-hmm. and several other things because cryptocurrency is taxable family. So you just need to know what you're doing. The research has to be done. You have, you gotta educate yourself. And there's a term we use uh, that most people say they went down a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. It is really a rabbit hole. You go in, and it's like you're thirsty for so much knowledge, you're just digging and digging and digging and digging um, to really just trying to find the truth. But I would say start with Bitcoin. It'll make it a lot easier for you. Um, you know, find someone in this space that you can identify with. Listen to half of what they say. <laughs> Not all of it. Right. Because they still have ulterior motives. Right. Um, you know, and, and I'm not saying everybody is bad, but uh, I am saying that you have to be very, very careful because people get paid to market. Yeah. And especially paid to market to our community because they know we're looking to get rich quick. And again, this is not that space. Yeah. I don't know how it ties into this or or Bitcoin specifically, but what I can say is every single day on Instagram, I get at least three new people who want to connect with me and their their bio says Forex expert, uh, Bitcoin expert, <laughs> uh, Bitcoin mining. And I'm like, how in the world do this many people believe they're experts? And I figure it's just got to be some some kind of fraud. So I just I decline them all. And you're absolutely correct to do that. And you would be surprised as to how many people get on stage with me on Clubhouse mm-hmm. that have given somebody between four and $50,000 because they got those DMs and the money is gone. Mm. The sites look awesome. I've even looked at a couple of the sites for people. They look reputable. They look awesome. Even once you deposit the money, it's showing you your money going up and I, like they got a whole racket going wow. and our community, they know we don't know better and we want to get rich quick. So we're, we're, we're the targets. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How do we, two, two questions. One, how do we protect ourselves? And then, and then two, as an extension of that, for those who are interested in, in Bitcoin specifically, how do they get started? So how you protect yourself first and foremost is to start small. Let's say you have, and you don't have to buy a whole entire Bitcoin, by the way. So I'm going to say that, make sure that I say that a couple of times. Start with $10, start with $100, start with $5, wherever you are, that's what you start with. And I say this, even though I believe wholeheartedly that you will never lose as long as you have Bitcoin. But I say never invest more than you can afford to lose. Yeah. And what we also suggest is that you do what's called dollar cost averaging. So Mm -hmm. how do you get started? We have a black Wall Street wallet that you can go to and you can buy Bitcoin. But dollar cost averaging is you saying to yourself, "Okay, I have twenty dollars I can afford to lose every single month. And on June 1st, you buy that $20 worth of Bitcoin. On July 1st, you buy that $20 worth of Bitcoin. That takes the volatility out because no matter if the price is up or down, you're still doing that $20. Mm -hmm. So what that means is when the price drops and you do that $20, you have more Bitcoin than you did the month before, or you buy more Bitcoin than you did the month before because the price has changed. And you just dollar cost average yourself 
into your Bitcoin. Right. My goal for my clients is to have 1 million Satoshis. So let me explain that really quickly. Mm -hmm. There are 100 pennies in a dollar. 100 pennies in a dollar. There are 100 million Satoshis in a Bitcoin. So that being said, 1 million Satoshis is roughly $300 right now. Mm -hmm. So maybe you don't have $300. Again, maybe you got 25. So you buy 25 today, 25 next week, 25 next month. And you keep doing that until you amass 1 million of those small parts of Bitcoin. You stack it away. So mm. if you've got 1 million Satoshi stacked away, you're going to put your family in a better place. But look, that's only $300 worth. Mm -hmm. So then you do a million for the next for your child. Then you do a, a million for somebody that's in the family that you know you're going to have to take care of, right? <laughs> so right. you get them a million Satoshis. So you really want to make sure that you're stacking Satoshis. Uh, you're holding them for future value, not for what it can do for you today. Again, what it can do for you five to 10 years. So I got a, a, a kind of a, a interesting question. It, 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 it deals with the origin of, of like, you know, cryptocurrency. And it, it, when you mentioned Satoshis, you know, that whole, this mythical figure, the Satoshi mm -hmm. Nakamoto. Like, what's your, mm -hmm. what's your thoughts on that? And maybe share with the audience, you know, who, what that, who or what that name is and, and kind of the story. So Satoshi Nakamoto is the person who created Bitcoin, code for Bitcoin on the blockchain. We don't know whether it's a man or woman. We don't know whether they're black, white, Chinese. I say it's a black woman. <laughs> Coincidentally, <laughs> <laughs> Satoshi is a black woman. But anyways, uh, so that mythical person, in my opinion, because you're dealing with a revolution, a revolution in currency, I believe they were very smart to stay anonymous. We can look throughout history, especially here in America, and see that every person that was influential, that was bringing change to a thing that they didn't like was cut down. But uh, it doesn't bother me that the person is anonymous. I wish I could be anonymous. I just actually, <laughs> I just actually have to be the one to be the champion for change in the black community. Right. So it just puts me at the forefront of uh, the, and, and it can very well be dangerous for me because I'm speaking against uh, a system that has been in place forever a system that took $60 billion out of the pockets of poor families non-sufficient fund fees in 2019. Wow. Like, they don't want to see, as much as they say they do, they don't want to see us doing better than them. Right. Um, and I think that Satoshi Nakamoto was very smart to just, you know, stay out of the limelight because it's not about him, he, she, they. Right. It's about what changes can be made to make sure that Everybody has a level playing field, giving everybody an opportunity to participate in a system that could help them change their lives. Right. When, when people are ready to actually engage and to go buy Bitcoin or Ethereum or, or, or any of the cryptocurrencies that they, they choose to, how do they actually do it, right? Because today you, you can't go through Charles Schwab and buy it, right? You've got to go through... Coinbase or, or Voyager or whatnot. Talk a little bit about how people can take step one and actually go and purchase. Coinbase is a bad word <laughs> while black. <laughs> Break it down. Please do. So Coinbase is a bad word because Brian Armstrong and Coinbase could give a about black folks and our social justice issues. And their treatment of black has been awful for the last four years, actually. Right. Um, mm. But when the George Floyd thing came out, that's when we knew it was all over for him because he told his employees to leave their social issues at the door yep. where they would be fired. Oh, wow. Um, so I, I don't do nothing Coinbase. Do Coinbase, do Coinbase Pro because he's ripping you off with regular Coinbase. 
They have the highest Bitcoin and the highest fees too, by the way. So that being said, there are five platforms you should never buy Bitcoin on. The first one is Robinhood because Robinhood is robbing the hood. (laughs) Mm -hmm. PayPal, you should never buy it on. Venmo, Webull, and SoFi. All of those platforms never allow you to take your Bitcoin and become self-sovereign which means they hold the Bitcoin. You can mm-hmm. never do anything with it because it's on their platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you just basically bought it for them to hold it so they can show the wealth of their company. Mm-hmm. So that's why you don't buy on those platforms. But if you're going to buy, you can go to several different places. My company sells Bitcoin. We give you your Bitcoin right away, which makes you self-sovereign which means nobody's holding it except for you. Mm -hmm. Or you can go to other platforms. I call them hot wallets. So that's like Binance. Um, You can also download the Black Wall Street wallet uh, with Hill Harper. Uh, Hill Harper and myself, that's a place where you can buy Bitcoin as well. Right. Um, But there's so many places you can buy Bitcoin. But what you want to make sure that you eventually do is begin to learn. And I know this is a lot, but if you're platforms where you buy Bitcoin and you still don't have what's called a private key. Yeah. That means it still belongs to them. So even though you bought it on Binance, you can take it off Binance. Even though you bought it on the Black Wall, you can take it off the Black Wall Street. You want to have your own private keys because if you don't have your keys, as Isaiah, uh, as Isaiah says, um, give him a shameless plug for uh, Bitcoin and Black America. Um, not your keys, not your cheese. Mm, say that. So <laughs> so you need to just make sure that you have your private keys because the, the, the exchange can disappear. Yeah. The exchange can get hacked. <laughs> Bitcoin is on that exchange. I buy to it because there's no way you can do it. But holding your own wallet with your own private keys and your Bitcoin is there, that gives you nobody controls it except for you. So even if the government decides today or tomorrow that you can't buy or have Bitcoin in your possession, you've got your keys to your Bitcoin. It's not stoppable. Yeah. You, you mentioned your company crypto blockchain plug, and you mentioned you and Hill Harper's company, the Black Wall Street, a little bit. Can you break down a little bit more about them? I I want people to fully understand how they can buy and specifically how they can engage with you all and buy through black platforms and black resources. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, we have one of the only brick and mortar, and I say only uh, right now because one of the other brick and mortars just got (laughs) <laughs> raided the other day. Wow. But uh, we have one of the only brick and mortar uh, cryptocurrency exchanges, quote unquote, Bitcoin banks, where you can come in and buy and sell Bitcoin. You can also do it online as well. Uh, but we make sure that you get your Bitcoin the same day. You're not waiting five to seven days for your money to mature, just some of the other shenanigans that people pull. But also, uh, there's 65 million of us, black and brown in America. How do they buy Bitcoin? So we have uh, opened up, help our community be able to have access to this wealth building uh, opportunity in Bitcoin specifically. And so that was this crypto blockchain plug. Um, you know, we we meet resistance because we're focusing on on our community. And um, so the Black Wall Street wallet is uh, Hill Harper's creation. I decided to join forces with him when he asked me. And why would I do that? We both sell Bitcoin. We're both comp- we're competition of each other. But it is high time that we stop looking at each other as competition. Yeah. Together to give the community the access that they need. When I'm selling Bitcoin, I have to set up a wallet. And for the last three years, I've had to have people download a, a wallet that was built by 
If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Look like us. Yeah. So as soon as I heard about uh, what Hill was doing and he asked me, I said, absolutely. I would love to partner with you to get this thing going because our folks need a wallet. We need our own wallet. This is Mm -hmm. the first one. Um, This isn't the first one, but this is the first one where, uh, you know, you have Bitcoin. The other wallets, uh, those owners who have wallets is for most of the time for their coin. So there are other wallets. So you've you've, you've mentioned this a little bit, but I want to be really, really clear so people understand. What is the function and the need of a wallet in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency? So a wallet is designed to help store your Bitcoin, just like the wallet you carry around in your purse or mm-hmm. your back pocket. Mm-hmm. It's where you hold your money, where you hold your credit cards, where you hold those things that you need to. Well, well now the cell phone is doing that as well. But um, but that's that's the 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 thing that the wallet is, is it's where we store and hold our uh, Bitcoin, our cryptocurrency. We use it on our cell phone. So the software wallet, which is what the Black Wall Street is, it's free. Right. I consider those wallets to be like a warm wallet because they're halfway online, they're halfway offline, allows you to store your Bitcoin there for safekeeping. Um, and then you have something called a cold wallet, physical device, that you can put in your safe or your safety deposit box. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, people start with uh, software that they download from the internet, you know, from the Android store or your iPhone store, Apple store. Right. And so earlier you were talking about having the keys. And, And in this example, the wallet is the key to taking your Bitcoin from X platform and putting it into your possession so that you are then in control of that Bitcoin, correct? Some of those wallets have either a 12, you'll hear people talk about these 12 seed words or phrases or mnemonic phrases. They've got a bunch of different names for it. But these are words that you need to store somewhere safely. So in the event that you lose your phone or in the event that you lose your cold storage device, Yep. You can actually use these 12 or 24 words to access your Bitcoin on the blockchain. As long as you have those words, you're all good. But if you lose those words. But if you lose those words. That's right. It's like using, you losing your cash. Yeah. yeah, you're losing your cash. I read some heartbreaking stories of folks who, who could not access their wallets. Yes. So not only do we educate on how money works, and how to buy, but we also educate you on how to store it and be responsible because you have to be responsible for this. You are your own bank in this space, or you should be aspiring to be your own bank in this space. I love it. So we have talked about a ton of information. Um, Hopefully our listeners feel better, more informed, more educated with more resources about how to better understand cryptocurrency, about how to begin investing and Bitcoin. And, and what we always do at the end of any episode is we hand the mic over to our guest so that you can speak directly to our audience and take a few moments to tell them whatever it is that's on your heart to share with them. The only thing that we ask is that at the end, you share how they can follow your work, how they can interact with you, your brand, how they can learn more about you. And I, I can't wait to hear it. Well, thank you. So, folks, all I have to really say is that in 1863, the Emancipation Proclamation and Black folks in America held less than 1% of the wealth in this country. Here we are 100 years later, and Black folks in America own less than 1% of the wealth in this country. If we do not do something different than we have in the last 100 years, our next 100 years is going to look exactly the same. We have an opportunity to participate in something that gives us an opportunity, an opportunity with options. And I'm not saying it's everything, but it is an option. And you have an opportunity to change the financial trajectory 
of your family forever. If you just add a little bit of cryptocurrency to your portfolio, let it sit there. Just watch what it's going to do. Just watch. You know, I've, I've, I'm not a financial advisor, financial advice, but I do bet my life on the fact that Bitcoin specifically is going to do something for the black community that will help close the wealth gap in this nation. And that being said, if you need any further information, you can follow me on all social medias at Naja Roberts, N-A-J-A-H Roberts. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I think I'm on Instagram as Roberts Naja, but either way, you'll find me. <laughs> um, and then you can also send me a text message at 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. And I do respond. Because uh, this is a critical time in history where our community has got to do something, and we're in a, a we're in a we're, the top the time is clicking. We got about five years to get this right. Awesome, yes, indeed, Naja. You don't know how much we appreciate this. This information was golden, and I, I'm grateful you are willing to spend a few moments with us. Thank you so much. Thank you, and you have an incredible rest of your day, fellas. Wild black, Thank you so much. wild black. Peace. We out. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor... State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.